Welcome to the Real Loss Boss Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Real Loss Boss Podcast. And this episode, we are going to discuss patience is a virtue. Throughout my weight loss journey, and since becoming a personal trainer and online weight loss coach, a lot of sayings have become very relevant to me. And none more so than patience is a virtue. It runs along the same lines as Rome wasn't built in a day or a watched kettle never boils. And basically, it's down to the fact that we all want weight loss to happen yesterday. We are impatient. We want it to end sooner rather than later. Uh, We want these mega fast results to come. And when they don't come, we get really frustrated and we automatically think this method isn't working properly. And then we, you know, fall off the wagon. Another saying, very, uh, very common when it comes to uh, to weight loss. Um, So why are we impatient? I think it's really important for us to understand why. Because I think sometimes, especially when it comes to weight losses, we blame ourselves way too much, right? We blame ourselves way too much. We are very hard on ourselves. We beat ourselves up. And that is not what you want to be doing. So I think if you understand why you're impatient, it will then hopefully give you the tools to change your mindset to be more patient. Because I'm telling you now, A successful weight loss journey, I'm going to come out with lots of sayings, is based, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So why are you impatient when it comes to weight loss? And I've got a couple of different reasons. Number one is the fad diet. Uh, And I'm going to break that down into two sections. So number one, the fad diet. So what is a fad diet? A fad diet is a diet that comes and goes in your life. It doesn't stick around long enough for you to hit your weight loss goal. I've not labelled uh, fad diets. Um, Google or society have labelled them as fad diets. But an example of a fad diet is Slimming World. It's the ketogenic diet. It's intermittent fasting. For the majority of people, I'm not saying there aren't some people that manage to stick to Slimming World for years and years and years or stick to a shake diet or not eating carbs, there will be the odd random people that do that. But for most of us, these are fad diets. Uh, And with most fad diets, there is a massive lack of education of how weight loss works. You know, you go to Slimming World and you think it's the fact that you've got your free foods, your speed foods, your sin foods, your healthy A's, your healthy B's, and that's what causes weight loss. No, What causes weight loss when you go to Slimming World is the fact that you are consuming less calories than you burn if you are losing weight. Same with the ketogenic diet, same with intermittent fasting, same with, you know, Slim Fast. They are just giving you the tools to consume less calories than you burn. And when we go on to any weight loss method, whether it's working with me, which is a healthy and sustainable way to lose weight, or you are using a fad diet, you get something called the whoosh effect. So when we have been unhealthy for a period of time, and that can be quite a short period of time, right? So you can get a whoosh effect after Christmas, after a holiday. Um, But when you've been unhealthy for a period of time, and that period of time might just be a few days, a week, or it could be the fact that you've been very unhealthy for a few years, um, the body stores water, right? Unhealthy diets cause water retention in the body. You feel bloated, you feel puffy. And when you go on to any weight loss method, 
you're going to improve your overall diet, whether you're doing Slimming World or keto or, like I say, intermittent fasting or you're doing Slim Fast Shakes. You're going to massively reduce the amount of calories you are consuming. You're going to massively reduce the amount of unhealthy foods you are consuming. You're probably or hopefully going to add in a bit of extra movement, a bit more water intake, and that will create what's called a whoosh effect. And the whoosh effect is where you see for the first week, two, three, sometimes four weeks, you see a big drop in weight on the scales. And that is because you're losing water retention as well as body fat. So the improvement in your eating will cause water retention to come out of your body. Uh, and the fact that you're now eating less food, hopefully eating healthier, should hopefully put you into a calorie deficit, which will cause some fat loss in your body. Now, if you're consistent with your journey and you flush out your water retention uh, at the start of your journey from being unhealthy, then, you know, water, uh, water retention will always make the scales fluctuate over time. But um, once it is, like I say, the initial sort of whoosh effect has happened if you're consistent with your journey you won't really see another whoosh effect unless like i say you then have a week's holiday where you have a break from weight loss or christmas again where you should be having a break from weight loss uh, and and a prime example we've just um, had christmas um 2023 and you know i gained 8.8 .8 pounds over christmas and in the first 10 days of january i lost 7.6 pounds i've not lost 7.6 pounds in fat i've lost 7.6 pounds in water retention and a little bit of body fat now because that's not explained to you so you go to sleep the classic example of slimming world you go to slimming world first we go to slimming world you join up you weigh in First week, you are over-restrictive naturally anyway. So you are just naturally, you know, eating way less food, eating healthier because you've got that, I've started Slimming World, I've got this motivation, bang. Uh, and then, you know, obviously that's going to cause fat loss and it's going to cause, you know, water retention loss. And then you go for your first week and you lose seven pounds and you're jumping for joy. And you should do because you are seven pounds lighter. Whether you're losing some water or some fat or a mix of both, you are still lighter. You are seven pounds lighter. Second week comes, you've lost four, five pounds, right? Let's, let's call it four pounds, right? So you're 11 pounds down. Third week, now it slows down to two pounds. And you're kind of going, mm, all right, I've not changed anything. I've not done anything different to week one or week two. Two pounds, all right. Fourth week, you're now just losing body fat, one pound. Now, you are frustrated, but losing seven, losing four, losing two, losing one, suddenly, Slimming World pop out the one stone loss badge. And that picks you up. It gives you that little buzz. Then you go week five, and you might plateau. Weight loss isn't linear, especially if you're going to weigh weekly, right? you might plateau. Next week, you might lose a pound. The week after that, you might gain a pound. The week after that, you might lose two pounds. This is natural weight loss. But again, there's no education from Barbara at Slimming World telling you, look, chill your beans. The first two, three weeks, whoosh effect, right? You've lost water retention. You've lost some body fat. Now, we're just seeing fat loss. You're weighing weekly. When you weigh weekly, weight loss certainly isn't linear. You're going to see some gains on the scales. You're going to see some plateaus on the scale. You're going to see some losses, of course, on the scale. But one thing I can guarantee is you will see 
more losses than gains and plateaus. And over a period of time, you will be lighter. You just need to be patient. But there isn't any education. So we naturally think that when we start a weight loss journey, what happens at the start of the weight loss journey should carry on. You know, if I'm losing six pounds in the first week and I don't change anything, I should carry on losing six pounds a week. And it just doesn't work like that. And again, you know, this is where we then start saying to ourselves, oh, it doesn't work for me anymore. My body's adapted to it. No, it hasn't. You've just gone from that initial bump with the rouge effect to then how weight loss works. You know, that's how it works. You know, it's not, you're not going to see massive drops every week. So that's one reason why we are impatient with weight loss, because we don't understand how it works. And we think that because we drop a lot of weight at the beginning of any method we go on to, we don't understand why that doesn't continue. And I think we spend this time searching for that one method where it will continue. It won't. Uh, another reason why fad diets cause impatience when it comes to uh, weight loss is over-restrictiveness. Is that even a word? I have no idea. But being too restrictive. So if you go on the Cambridge plan and you have a bar or shake for your breakfast, a bar or shake for your lunch, and then a 400-calorie tea, that's 800 calories a day. If you burn... <laughs> two and a half thousand calories a day, you are in a 1,700 calorie deficit a day. That's two, uh, sorry, that's one pound of fat loss in two days. That's three pounds, three and a half pounds of fat loss a week, right? Now you might be like, hey, Neil, that's what I want. Yeah, but you're eating 800 calories a day. You're starving yourself. You're miserable. You're grumpy. You're tired. You're fatigued. You're missing out while your family's having a Chinese on a Saturday night. You're there having your shake or your bar or your 400 calories of Mediterranean roasted veg and chicken. Yes, you might be getting good results on the scales, but they're just not worth how miserable it is making you feel. And you might lose a stone a month. You might stick to it for two, three months and you lose three stone in three months. And you're like, I'm well happy I've lost three stone, but deep down you're not. You're miserable. And again, rather than the person at Cambridge making you understand, look, you're losing all this weight because I'm starving you, right? The average recommended calories for a 10, 11-year-old child is between 1,000 and 1,200 calories a day. So the Cambridge plan is making you consume two to 400 calories less than a child leaving primary school should be eating. Of course you're going to lose a stupid amount of weight. But the issue with that is, you know, it's unsustainable. It's too restrictive. At the end of the day, you're going to crash and burn for most people way before you get anywhere near your goal. Um, and the bounce back effect of that is you just go crazy with food. And it's really, really common. People who do extremely restrictive diets actually end up heavier than they were when they started quite soon after coming off. But again, going on these crazy juice diets, doing these, oh God, I've seen people on TikTok recently doing 72 to 10 day water fast. And I'm like, what on earth are you doing? It's just crazy. People starving themselves, starving their body of the nutrition it needs to function properly. And then promoting that it's a good thing to do. It absolutely blows my mind. Anyway, 
So, yes, fad diets. Fad diets because of a lack of education. Fad diets because of being stupidly restrictive make you believe that super fast weight loss can happen. What are the other reasons why? Well, the big one for me is... Um, is sort of time that we've been losing weight, all right? Now, if you've been losing weight or feel like you've been trying to lose weight for the last 20 years, every time you go on to a weight loss method, whether it's because you're constantly rejoining Slimming World or you're bouncing around from, like I say, the ketogenic diet to Cambridge to stabbing yourself in the stomach with a Zempic, um, you know, watching Michael Mosley, whatever he does, he's 800 calorie a day diets or, you know, doing slim fast shakes or whatever, right? Every time you start and fail, it knocks a little bit of confidence out of you. It knocks, you know, it knocks you down. And when you've been trying to do something for a long period of time and failed for a long period of time, it triggers impatience in the body. You just want it, you know, over with. I had a friend when I was at school and he was well into his cars. He absolutely loved his cars. And he got his first Mini when we were in our last year at high school. And he used to tinker with it and do bits to it. And he added, you know, I'm going back like 20 odd years. How long have I been driving? Nearly 30 years. Right, um, I'm, I'm going back, so a while, and he loved these cars, right, and he, he was just, you know, he, and he had this Mini, it was cool, proper, I'm talking like mid-90s here, so we're talking like the old original Minis, like the Mr. Bean Mini, and he had mud flaps on it, and he put spotlights on it, and, you know, it, it was a cool piece of kit, and, and he just couldn't wait to drive it. It took him seven times to pass his driving test, and once he'd failed once or twice, he was just so ramped up with the, like, and then he, third time, and then fourth time, and then fifth time. And I think he got to the point where he just didn't care. It was just, and I think that's why he passed, because he just got to this point where he didn't care. But I remember him, you know, on his third, fourth, fifth attempt, he was so, you know, desperate to pass because all those you know everyone else had pretty much passed the driving test i think he was 18 you know he started driving at 17 and he was well in and he was 18 nearly 19 when he passed you know i was and he didn't help with me i was one of the oldest in the year and i passed my driving test second time not first time but about 10 weeks after my 17th birthday um so you know and i think that's the same with weight loss the more we try and fail, the more impatient we come, that we, we get more desperate to see the results. And desperation, that's what I was trying to get to, leads to being impatient. So there's a few, and there's probably a few other things. I'm trying to think now, is there any other things that, you know, that, um, that, um, that lead us to being impatient? Yeah, I suppose, you know, listening to others, comparisons of others, seeing other people on social media that have lost two stone in two months and you're sat there and you've lost eight pounds in two months and that'll breed, you know, more, you know, feelings in your body. You want your weight loss to be quicker. Um, like I said, there's probably a few other reasons, but for me, the main ones are the two things about fad diets. Number one, lack of education about how we lose weight. And most of us 
that have tried to lose weight have used a fad diet, right? It's very, very rare I come across anyone that is trying to lose weight in a healthy and sustainable fashion. And even calorie counting can be a fad diet if you're doing it wrong. If you're sticking to a thousand calories a day, it's a fad diet. If you're sticking to a set daily amount of calories, it will become a fad diet. It will become too restrictive. If you're not, if you're calorie counting, but you're not trying to build in some of the foods you love, like a Chinese at the weekend or a pizza, again, it'll become restrictive and that's a fad diet. But yeah, lack of education around fad diets, uh, super restrictive fad diets. And then, like I say, this this desperation because we've tried, tried and failed so much on our journey. So this really breeds that, you know, feeling of being impatient. And when I started my weight loss journey in 2014, I didn't over-restrict myself. And do you know what? I set myself no kind of like goals or targets whatsoever. Um, and what I mean by that is I, you know, um, you know, I didn't want to hit a certain, you know, trying to lose a stone a month. I didn't. I didn't really care, if I'm being honest with you, how much weight I lost. I just, I felt so bad in terms of, you know, my mental health was improving, but I was pretty rock bottom. My mobility was rock bottom. My first goal on my weight loss journey wasn't to lose any weight. It was just to be able to move properly. That was it. So I didn't set myself any goals. Um, and, you know, I didn't, maybe, maybe that's another reason why we're impatient. We set ourselves unrealistic targets. Maybe that encompasses everything I've just said, you know, setting these unrealistic expectations and targets. I didn't do that. I didn't do that with my weight loss journey. I, uh, you know, I set myself, uh, by the way, if you're listening to this, not watching this, I'm actually drinking a protein shake now. Or I'm going to start drinking a protein shake while doing this podcast. Please forgive me. It's just been a really busy afternoon. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, those factors matter. And what we have to accept is when it comes to weight loss. Oh, yeah, sorry, my weight loss journey. Um, yeah, I didn't set myself any goals. I didn't set myself any specific targets. I was just, you know, cracking on. And part of my weight loss journey was not overly restricting myself. It was a big thing I set myself at the start of my weight loss journey was not to over-restrict myself, was still to allow my, you know, I, I, I've talked about this on previous podcasts, talk about it all the time in my life, to allow myself... I had two takeaways a week, one on a Wednesday night, one on a Sunday night. I went to the pub on a Friday night and had a couple of pints and a bag of port scratchings because they were things I enjoyed. Now, you know, but I just did it more responsibly. When I had a Chinese normally on a Sunday night, I'd have four starters, main course, rice, salt and pepper chips, two bags of prawn crackers, um, you know, and on my weight loss journey, I got a main course and rice. That was it. Sometimes it was egg fried rice. Sometimes it was plain boiled rice. I, I like both, if I'm being honest with you. Again, pre-weight loss journey, used to go to the pub on a Friday. I would go as soon as I, as soon as I finished work, I'd get home, have a shower, and I could be in the pub two, three o'clock on a Friday. And sometimes I'd leave four, five o'clock in the morning. When I started my weight loss journey, I went at eight o'clock at night. I left just after 10 o'clock. I had four pints. So I'm still going to the pub, still having a couple of pints with my mates. I'm just doing it in a much more responsible fashion. And, you know... Yeah, I didn't care. In fact, I suppose, again, like a lot of you guys, my confidence was that knocked with weight loss. I didn't even think I was going to lose loads of weight. I just hoped I would. And I certainly didn't think I'd lose half my body weight. I, I had no, you know, expectations of that whatsoever. 
ever. But I knew that in the past, when I had over-restricted myself on my journeys, and I tried to lose weight loads of times where I just ate healthier, uh, but I did go to the extreme of cutting everything out, cutting out, never eating chocolate, not eating any desserts, not having a takeaway, not going out for meals, you know, not going to the pub and having a drink. And I just, you know, sort of like a blanket ban on on stuff that I deem to make me fat. So if I thought I ate something or drank something that made me fat, I just cut it out. And again, that's a fad diet. It's not going to be, you know, sustainable to stick to. When I started my wellness journey, I was like, why am I not going to stick to this? Why am I not going to stick to this? I'm having a Chinese. I'm going to the pub. I'm not getting hangovers anymore because I'm only having a couple of pints instead of 20. Yeah, I'm not, you know, feeling guilty about my eating because I'm just eating a main course of rice. And, you know, it's a main course of rice. It's not, you know, five starters and whatever else. Um, and... Like I say, I didn't have any expectations of how much weight I was going to lose. And I didn't weigh myself for the first nine, ten months of my journey. So I didn't have a clue. But I knew that I just needed to take it slowly. And one of, actually, another reason why I didn't mind weight loss being slow. I was very, again, no idea I was going to lose the weight I, I, I lost. But I was, I was always thinking about things like loose skin. Um, and I did hear, and this is a myth, by the way, I, I can do a, another podcast on this, but, you know, I did hear, you know, the slower you lose weight, you won't have loose skin or the less chance of having loose skin. It, that is actually a load of nonsense. It's a massive myth. Uh, but that was another reason why I was quite happy for, for weight loss to, to be relatively slow. Just so happens, actually, my weight loss wasn't that slow. I, I lost, you know, um, 10 stone in my first 12 months. But you know, again, don't compare yourself to me. I was 37 stone. I burnt a stupid amount of calories. I still ate a lot of calories. I was still eating between two and a half and 3,000 calories a day. And I still lost that amount of weight. In 2015, my weight loss plateaued. It plateaued. I say it plateaued. I probably lost another 15, 20 pounds over the next 12 months. I think something like that. Um, yeah, over the next 12 months. Um, but it was a lot slower. And again, I didn't get frustrated. I say I didn't get frustrated. I was questioning things a little bit. But the fact that I was 10 stone lighter, I could move around quite comfortably. I didn't really care again. Um, now, for me to, 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 to get to the point where I'm like, I'm happy where I'm at. And now I'm just going to work on maintaining my weight loss and working on my health and my training and stuff like that, it was three years, nine months. I could have done it quicker. I could have lost me 250 pounds quicker, but I didn't. I had the patience. I didn't, you know, when I had events coming up, I just enjoyed them. Yes, that slowed my weight loss down, but I feel it prolonged the journey because again, not feeling overly restricted. You know, now I didn't know anything when I started my last journey about water retention and the whoosh effect and how fat loss works and that 3,500 calories equals a pound of body fat. And, you know, um, I didn't know any of that. I've only learned that in the last five or six years since becoming a personal trainer and then an online coach. Um, so, you know, I didn't understand why my weight loss slowed down. I do now. 
you know, I also understand now why I lost 10 stone in my first 12 months. But, you know, we do have to accept that, yeah, you know, I, I could have done my weight loss quicker, sorry. Um, but the fact that I enjoyed Christmas, I enjoyed a holiday, I didn't put any pressure on myself when weight loss was a little bit slower, that actually led to the sustainability of the diet, you know? And if I had gone back into extremes, I certainly wouldn't have achieved what I achieved. So weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. Like I say, there's going to be loads of sayings in this that uh, uh, that have become very prevalent to me. Uh, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And I averaged, if I look, like I say, I lost 10 stone in my first year, a couple of stone in my second year, um, four stone in kind of my third year, which saw I was about 16 stone down. And then in my fourth year, uh, which was 2017, which was nine months, we'll class it at 10 months. Oh, uh, was it November? Yeah, I started in February uh, 2014. I kind of, you know, was happy with myself in November. So if, if we say year one is all of 2014, year two is 2015, year three is 2016, and year four is up to November, yeah, I lost another couple of stone in, in, in that year as well. So it wasn't a smooth line. And weight loss isn't a smooth line. It isn't. You know, you're going to have periods where you gain a bit of weight back. You're going to have periods where... Um, you lose quite a lot in one go. You can have periods where you might maintain a little bit. You just need to understand why that's happening. But my weight loss, if I divide, and like I say, it wasn't a smooth dust, you know, line. But if I divide the amount, the amount of pounds I lost in the number of weeks, I averaged 1.2 pounds a week over three years and nine months three years, 10 months, something like that. And that for me, you know, is is kind of where I got to coaching one pound a week. And that for me is healthy, sustainable weight loss, losing a pound a week on average. Because like I say, I might have been, at the start of my journey, I might have been in a big calorie deficit because of the size I was. But then obviously over the next two years, nine, 10 months, I was in a smaller deficit because I'd lost a lot of weight. I wasn't burning as many calories as I was at 37 stone. But yeah, when I did that math, I was like, right, well, you know, it works. One, one, one pound a week is about right. And that is what I coach now. And that for me, you know, your weight loss journey has to be healthy. It has to be sustainable. And... If you try and go out the clap, you know, out the blocks like the clappers at the start of your journey, it's going to become unsustainable pretty damn quickly. If you are very nonchalant about your weight loss and you're just in quite a small deficit, 100, 150 calories a day, you're going to see results, but you're going to get frustrated. And a pound a week for me is that kind of balance. Now, a lot of people get frustrated at losing a pound a week and you've got to change that mindset, yeah? A pound a week is 3,500 calories a week deficit. So 3,500 calories a week less than you burn. Can you lose a bit more than that? Yeah, there are obviously different maybe anomalies or different uh, exceptions to certain people. Again, if you're quite overweight, if you move a lot, 
uh, you can move, uh, you can lose a little bit more than that. But I just think in your head, if you're going to set yourself a goal, a pound a week on average is the perfect goal to set. And at the end of the day, if any one of you watching this live, uh, sorry, this podcast from, um, if you lose a pound a week on average from now until this time next year, you're going to be 52 pounds lighter. The odd week you'll lose a bit more than that. The odd week you won't lose anything because you've gone on holiday for a week. Christmas, you might gain a little bit back. But on average, if you lose a pound a week, you're going to be nearly four stone lighter. And I don't care who you are. I do not care what your current weight is to lose four stone a year. So if you're currently 30 stone, in three years time, you'll be 18 stone. That is amazing progress. You'll have added, you know, tens of years. Is that the right word? Anyway, you'll have added years to your lifespan. You'll be able to move more. You'll have a new lease of life and you'll feel amazing. And that time's going to go anyway. So that's what I coach. I coach a pound a week weight loss on average. And like I say, that should equal between four, maybe six pounds a month fat loss. There's 4.4 weeks in a 31 month, uh, 31 day month. There's uh, 4.2 weeks in a 30 day month. Uh, And in February, there is four weeks, obviously, unless it's a leap year, which it is this year. Um, So, you know, four week month, four pounds, 4.2, But like I say, you can lose a little bit more than that, depending on what's going on in your body and depending on, you know, you might just have the odd month where you're a bit more active, but eat the same amount of calories. Likewise, though, you are going to have the odd period of time where you're eating a bit more. But you need to get that into your mindset. Pound a week, it's great progress. Get out of your mindset. Start your journey. Yes, you might lose three, four, five pounds a week. My record... Uh, So my clients, my one-to-one clients check in every two weeks and my record was broken uh, last check-in. And one of my clients lost £21 in two weeks. They struggled to get back to their journey after Christmas, uh, but they kicked back in mid-Jan. Their first official check-in of 2024 was on Friday. Uh, Was it on Friday? It might have been the Friday before. Anyway, they lost 21 pounds. Now that is a whoosh effect. Serious whoosh effect. That's that's the record for, for my online clients. 21 pounds. That's one and a half stone in two weeks. Yes, a good chunk of that is water retention, but there will have been a decent amount of body fat loss in there as well. So what's your weight loss goal? Whatever it is in pounds, right? You should be prepared for it to take you that many weeks. You might not like that idea, but you need to get used to it. Because if you set yourself realistic, achievable goals, it is going to knock that frustration on the head. It's going to knock that desperation on the head. Right? So that is the first thing. So if you've got £100 to lose, it's going to take you 100 weeks. And that's if you want to do this journey properly. There is a massive difference between weight loss or having successful weight loss and having a successful weight loss journey. 
successful weight loss is losing weight. And if you use any crazy fad diet, you're going to lose weight. Right? And I get loads of people commenting on my social media going, well, you know, my cousin's auntie's uncle's parrot lost four stone on Slimming World. I'm like, you will do. You stick to any weight loss method, you're going to lose weight. But will you maintain that weight loss or will it come back on and can it come back on in a vengeance? For most fad diets, it will come back on with a vengeance. How many of you people watching this uh, podcast now Feel like you've been dieting for 15 years, 20 years, 10 years, whatever. You've predominantly used fad diets or only used fad diets. And you are currently now heavier than you were when you first started dieting. How does that work? I've been trying to lose weight for 15 years, yet I'm heavier now than I was 15 years ago. And that's because the knock-on effect of a lot of these overly restrictive fad diets will mean, you you know, your eating habits will come back with a vengeance when you come off them and that will lead to weight gain. So very, very common people will lose three stone on the ketogenic diet, gain four stone back. Yeah? Weight loss has to be healthy. It has to be sustainable and that is how we create a, a, a successful weight loss journey. Like I say, there is a difference between successful weight loss and a successful weight loss journey. A successful weight loss journey is losing your weight, getting to your goal, and then maintaining those losses. And you will only do that if you change the habits that have led you to being overweight in the first place. And you are not going to create brand new, healthy, new lifestyle habits to lose weight and maintain those losses by sinning food, by cutting carbs out 100%, by intermittent fasting, by having shakes, all right? So healthy, sustainable weight loss for me is understanding how many calories you burn in a week and consuming 3,500 less than that, having your calories as a weekly target, not a set daily target, and manipulating your calories throughout the week. Some days you eat less, some days you eat more to have, you know, some treats in there. But overall, you stick to your ideal calorie deficit. That'll equal one pound a week of fat loss. And like I say, on average, hopefully over a year, you will be nearly four stone down. So that's what you need to get into your mindset. You are never, ever, ever... You know, you might be impatient, you might want weight loss yesterday, you might be chomping at the bit to be uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stone lighter, but successful weight loss is built around being patient. I'm going to finish this podcast off with my favourite kind of story, which again is extremely relevant to me. It's extremely relevant to having a successful weight loss journey. And I use the symbol of a tortoise all the time in my uh, Boss Your Weight Loss community, which if you would like to become a member, it is £5 for your first month. I will put all the links in uh, the description of this podcast. You can come and get involved. And it is the story of the tortoise and the hare. And you know, when I first became an online weight loss coach, I really started to think of like different analogies 
that will become, again, you know, sort of relevant to people that will trigger, you know, thinking in their mind so they could adjust their mentality and their mindset towards weight loss. And, it, and it, you know, the torts of the hair just fits perfectly. So the torts of the hair, the hair, you know, uh, torts and the hair have a race. Now, obviously, a hair is a very quick animal. The tortoise is a very slow animal. Uh, and in this race, the tortoise, uh, sorry, the hare goes off at 100 miles an hour. And he basically gets quite complacent. But he also gets tired because he's, he's, he's gone off at such a rapid rate of knots. So he runs off at a rapid rate of knots. That makes him tired. He looks in the distance. The tortoise is a million miles away. So he, he decides to have a little snooze by a tree. By the time he wakes up, the tortoise hasn't needed a break. The tortoise hasn't fallen off the wagon. The tortoise hasn't had to stop. The tortoise just, just kept plodding along. And when the hare wakes up, he looks in the distance and he can't see the tortoise. He then looks towards the finishing line and the tortoise is just plodding along the finishing line. And he wins the race. If you want a successful weight loss journey, you need to be a tortoise. You need to stop trying to be the hair. That's it. So yeah, my Bossy Weight Loss crew, I use the symbol of the tortoise all the time. So if you want to come and be a tortoise, if you want to come and join another 400 tortoises, including myself, that is uh, plodding along. And that's kind of what it is. You know, it is. It's, it's plodding along, consistently chipping away at that weight loss. But it's not restrictive. It's not punishing. Dare I say, you might even find it enjoyable. And with the support network of my community, you will find that patience is a virtue. And you will not only get to your goal weight, you'll also maintain those losses. Guys, that's it. That is it for this um, podcast. Patience is a virtue. I hope you found it as all, you know... It's triggered something in your mindset. It's triggered something in your thinking to help you on your journey. Like I say, whatever format you're watching this on, please, could you give me a follow? Could you give me a like? Could you give me a subscribe? Could you tell your best friend about it? Tell your family about it? Uh, the more support you guys give me, the more content I can give you guys. So I really would appreciate it. Uh, in the description, uh, I'll put all the links to um, joining my community. You can come and join my one-to-one -one plan, which includes the community. Follow me on all my other social media. Any questions, any comments, get them in, uh, you know, in the comments. Ask away. I will do my very best to answer all your questions. Uh, and there you go. And until... Uh, the next podcast, make sure you are being nice and patient and that is going to help you boss your weight loss.